John's all ready to go today. Bam, we are ready. All right. Um, you want to just go ahead and start? Why not? Oh, J- John. John's out. What? John. Refresh first, please. John went. Where's to, John? Uh, Audio uh, issues. Oh God damn it, John! Uh, we were so close. Just, just refresh, John. JT we two? almost. I'm we, oh, he's back. We almost no. had an episode without John. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure before I refreshed, in case we lost it, like all the audio. So, uh, yeah, my mic, my USB port got disconnected. Uh, Welcome to the Good Games Podcast. My name is James. I am Leo. And I am John. (laughs) And today... This is a very odd intro for us. And today, we're going to be talking about blood stained. <laughs> the staining of blood. The staining of blood. That's what we're talking about. Um, uh, yeah. How are y'all? How are y'all? How are you guys all doing today? Doing good. All right. Good. Yeah. That's good. So yeah, blood stained guys. Uh, what? Are, what are you? What are we? What are? What's? What are you thinking? What do you think, John? Um, I thought it was an average game. Okay. All right, so we can call that a podcast, right? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> an average game? John? Jonathan? What do you mean, uh, average? So, uh, all right. I'm going to give this game the same treatment you gave Monster Hunter World. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. So, where's the health bars? What do you mean? They're in the top left. No, the enemy health bars. Oh, the enemy health bars. Uh, they're not. They're not there. You can't. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait, uh, okay. And um, why is the first boss extremely hard and impossible to tell how far you know how how far you've been beating it? Do we do we before we get into this? We should we should probably explain what this is, huh? Yeah, <laughs> sure. I mean, just at a high, at a high level, just you know, it's it's a Metroidvania. Like there's not really much more to say. Yeah. Well, okay. Um, j- just for just for the back back knowledge, that's not a word. Just for the context. just to give a frame, yeah, some context, frame of reference for those who may not be in the know. Mm. Uh, Bloodstained was an extremely hyped Kickstarter coming from Koji Igarashi, who was um, the director uh, and uh, producer of many many. Castlevania games, uh, which later became known as the uh, Metroidvania Castlevania games, due to their uh, gameplay shift in similar uh, similar elements to the Metroid series. So uh, the Castlevania series was was dormant for a long time, not counting Lords of Shadow, which I don't really. Um, the Castlevania, the, the the Metroidvania Castlevania games were were nowhere to be seen for a long time. Um, and obviously Konami, I don't even know what Konami does anymore. I, I don't think they make video games. <laughs> so um, Koji Igarashi went to Kickstarter and was like, hey, I want to make a game. It was one of those, you know, stories where uh, within X hours it had uh, 10 times the amount of money he was asking for. Very, very hyped. And uh, there was a lot of eyes on this game, especially in light of the relative disappointments of 
Mighty Number no. Nine and uh, Ukulele. Uh, there was a lot of people like, "Oh, hey, these really these other two really hyped Kickstarters just kind of busted." Uh, so what's going to happen with Bloodstained? Um, so that's what Bloodstained is. It's a it's a Metroidvania coming from the the DNA, the bloodline of the uh, Castlevania series. Metroid, yeah, the Castlevania games, but specifically the ones that were Metroid tinged. Metroid influenced. Uh, so that's the background on Bloodstained. So John, um, okay, this, you said the first boss is impossible. I, I don't even remember the first boss. What's the first boss? All right. So all right, let me let me squid tentacle thing or, or something. Oh, the mermaid thing? No, 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 no. Well, I guess that is technically the first boss. Although it's like a mermaid tentacle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which one are you talking about? I, yeah. I was probably referring to the second boss in this instance, which is Zengetsu. Okay. So let me back up a little bit and just say that the yeah. experience yeah. of like just dropping you in the game and then giving you a ton of dialogue is like really, you know, jarring. It's hard for you to like get really invested in the story when there's just a ton of speech bubbles everywhere. And uh, okay. um, for me, like the opening ship was an okay tutorial. It wasn't really noteworthy. It was kind of the boring part of the game. And uh, they could have made that a little bit more interesting. And then... Um, for me, the Zengetsu, the first, the first boss, and the okay. Castle. Okay, wait, wait, wait. before we move on, you you, you got to help me qualify this a little bit. What what? So the speech bubbles are boring, but what would you have preferred? Um, like a little bit more concise, uh, either concise storyline, so less speech bubbles, or more cutscene type okay. uh, sequences. Okay. I noticed in some instances there was cutscenes, and I thought those were really really cool. Um, mm-hmm. But just to have like. 10 pieces of dialogue to explain one one concept. I had to skip through a bunch of the story. Okay, yeah. Right. Okay. And then so the ship is boring. What what do you mean boring? Like what how boring how? Like what do you mean? Um it's not particularly it doesn't contribute to the overall map, right? It's just a it's just a tutorial sequence that is completely you throw it away after you beat that first boss and then once you get in the castle, you're you're basically have no benefit of going back there or acquiring anything. There's a couple. There's a couple things you missed. Uh, uh, there's a couple of reasons to go back to the ship. Yeah, but um, you're right. You're right. For, for the most part, that is a um, just designed as a standalone tutorial. Right. Right. Uh, you know, either I did notice there's a few areas that are unreachable unless you get some of the skills uh, later in the game. Yep. Um, That's sort of a hallmark of Metroidvania games. Uh, you have many, you know, it's very open-ended. You have many branching paths, but some of those paths may be locked away to you until you unlock a, a new ability for your character that allows you to traverse into those new areas. Right. And then I think for me, um, the biggest thing that is upsetting to the game, and I'm sure all you guys might be able to relate to this, is the balance seems really off. Uh, like the, the balance? Yeah. So, like... Um, Earlier in the game, things are ridiculously hard, and then once you get, you know, a certain set of items and shards and uh, uh, weapons, it just becomes like steamrolling through the rest of the game, like no problem. And uh, I don't know if you guys have that experience or not, but the game just became really easy, and I'm just essentially exploring the map and, and not really worried about managing my health or magic or anything like that. Are you uh are you cooking something right now? Uh yeah, maybe. Hold on. <laughs> uh Leo, you've been very very quiet. Did you experience this um balance uh well um I mean I had a very 
different, I think, experience than John. But I okay. do, All right. I, I do agree with him on on some of his points. You know, this game okay. was um, definitely very hyped up. Um, it is something that was coming from that kind of for Castlevania fans was uh, the next the coming of you know the second Christ or something. Um, and for sure, yeah, it was. It's got a lot of hype, a lot of clout. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought this game was absolute dog shit. What? Really? I, I could not play this game. Wow. I, was, I thought this was one of the worst games I've <laughs> played in my life. What? Was, what the hell? This was so bad. I. All right. You're going to have to on. explain this to hold me. Hold on. I was on a plane flight for two uh-huh. hours, yeah. and I tried both the two hours to Texas and two hours back to play this game. I could not uh-huh. fucking play this game more than two hours. I okay, not. now wait a minute. You're on the play. You're playing the Switch version, right? Yes. I was curious about the Switch version, uh, and John, that might have also- something to do with it. I, w- yeah. I won't lie. I won't yeah. lie. That might have yeah. something to do with it. Uh, but I'm I- telling you, I I could not even get myself to play through the the, the tutorial area of this game. So at at time of recording, just so people know, at time of recording, at at launch. Bloodstained has had a lot of technical issues on the Switch specifically. Yeah, I, I mean, to say the game is really bad, I don't, I don't think it's deserving of that. I, it's enjoyable. Like, I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's like the classic, you know, the classic game or the hyped up game that everyone expects it to be, right? Like, uh, I, I feel like maybe if I played some of the older um castlevania games like i think there's one that everyone mm-hmm. likes i forget the name of it symphony of the yeah, night symphony of night it sounds like symphony of night yeah. is just a better made game overall um see that's interesting because neither of you guys have played uh symphony of the night which is uh one of my favorite castlevania games um if i had if i had criticisms for bloodstained and i definitely do i would say it is way too close to symphony of the night um a lot of it just felt like Symphony of the Night again. Not enough, um, not enough new ideas. Not enough. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, I was expecting a little more. Uh, I don't know. Creativity, new ideas. Uh, it's very much just Symphony of the Night Redux, which um, some people may love and some people may not. Now, I we, we have two very uh, we have three very polar opinions here. Uh, Leo's on one end. He hated the game. I think John falls somewhere in the middle. I thought Bloodstained was pretty damn good. Uh, did I did I get that right? Am I am I accurate on yeah. everyone's? Yeah. yeah, I think okay. I think that pretty much sums it up. Okay, so um, Leo, uh, talk talk a little bit more about what what you couldn't. So you said you couldn't even bring yourself to play the game. Like what like what drove you away from this game? Uh, yeah, so I mean, you know, the the fact that you mentioned you know the Switch port that that may have a lot to do with it because. Um, one of the one of the most frustrating things about this game is how slow it the movement yes. is. Yes. No, I picked up the game on Switch and played the opening tutorial in the ship, and I was like, "What is going on with the input delay?" Uh, yeah, there like is it a, is just it is unplayable, dude. Like there is a noticeable yeah. like half second input delay on Nintendo Switch for Bloodstained uh, um, at launch. And, it was and I think, it was pretty bad. I wonder if it's running at 30 FPS. And and I think those other things that that like you know that that John mentioned just compounded onto that, like you know not 
like the the lack of health bars is maybe that's I, I don't know that I necessarily noticed that specifically, but I could see how that probably adds to my frustration and there's, um, there's just a general lack of a general lack of information and that's primarily presented with the health bars. But there's also just like it took I had to look up how to get rice in the game. Like there was no tutorial on like, oh, go back to where your starting area and there's a bunch of NPCs you can interact with. And it, oh, did yeah. you like run? Did you run past all the NPCs? Yeah, I mean, I it took me forever uh, to find that. And then uh, another thing uh, is like, oh yeah, there's a teleportation system in the game, and these green areas yeah. let you do that, and it's never explained. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That's a holdover from the older Castlevania games. Just you just know that red save room, green teleport room, blue is anything else. Why, That's why, just a, why are they not combined? Like, why is there two separate rooms for red and green? You know. I could kind of see the point of that because um, like if you have because you want to have way more save rooms than you do teleportation rooms because if you have teleportation room too many teleportation rooms it just becomes way too easy to move throughout the castle like the, the castle layout like doesn't matter anymore because you just teleport exactly to where you want to teleport to you know what I mean. Um, I mean, you could just make less save. Uh, that's kind of what Hollow Knight did, right? Like, they they just let you see. save at any bench, and then let you pretty much tr- travel to. Like, there's usually like a travel point like right next to it nearby. Yeah, uh, often, often they would couple the save points with the travel points. Yeah, yeah. You, but the the problem with this formula is that you may stumble upon a really difficult boss, and there's a save room around mm-hmm. the corner, and there's no way you could have, mm-hmm. you know, and you lose all that progress. The th- they telegraph well uh, after you play enough of this game. They telegraph the boss doors. All the boss doors are those. Um, they're like uh, it looks like metal with like an orange red tint on it, mm. and the door has like a mechanical whoosh open. This, like no other doors in that game I, work that way. So the- I did not notice that. And this is like uh-huh. exactly the same kind of critique as Monster Hunter World, where like oh the monsters limp. And you're you're like not really noticing that you're just noticing the fact that you're wailing on it all day long. Yeah, like okay, I'm I'm, no, no, I'm kind of with John on this though, because 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 like I just want to apply all the same hate I gave Monster Hunter is pretty much equivalent to why all the reasons I hate this game. Like I'm not, I'm with John not, on this. Not for me, not at all. So the problem with Monster Hunter is the enemies take four. ever to bring down, right? Where in Bloodstain they if you're good they don't take four. <laughs> Well, then, same logic for Bloodstained, I suppose. But in general, boss fights in Bloodstained are very, very short. You, we're talking like a minute, two minutes, three minutes, something like that. But it's not—it's it's, it's not just about how long it takes for the thing to get down. It's the frustrating combat. Sorry, while you're fighting, like okay, what do you mean? Like, uh, just—it just feels bad. Like it doesn't feel fluid. Like I'm—I'm I'm sure it does on the Switch, which is why I was warning you against the Switch version. Whatever, and it maybe did. again, the again, Switch, yeah. Take my review with a grain of salt because I am the Switch player. But yeah, the the like, Switch version did really feel bad. Yeah, I agree. But it, but it's also not—it's not just like input lag. I don't think it's literally the mechanics of the game are such that if you want to flow from a physical attack to like a magic attack, you have to basically L cancel it. Like there's no other way to kind of combo from your jab to your magic. It just feels stupid. Like it feels like how monster hunter felt stupid when you've swung a sword and you had to wait 80 years for the animation to finish before you can do something else like that kind of thing. I didn't so much, as long as we're comparing this to monster, Hunter, I didn't so much have that problem with monster hunter. I did. just, um, oh, okay. Uh, Monster Hunter was just uh, 
lack of information and like lack of which I can see how you guys are applying that to Bloodstain, but it, yeah, I think this applies like, some there too. Yeah, uh, maybe, but like the the main difference, the main difference is like the the difference for me is battles in Monster Hunter take. For fucking ever, they take, you know, we're talking 10, 20, 30, an hour long boss fight. These are one, two, three minute boss fights. Like, I don't really need to know how much health the boss has if I know I can take it down that fast, you know? Yeah. Okay, just me, I suppose. Uh, that was not really know. a, that was not really a, uh, a, uh, I'm just trying to think, thing. like, like, I, I enjoy, like, Hollow Knight was not a raving review from me, but mm-hmm. I think I did more or less enjoy that game for like as like for what it is a lot more Why? than than this game. Like Why? I, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like <laughs> if you've handed uh, me these two games, I will a hundred percent of the time play Hollow Knight. Because if this. you're if you're criticizing lack of information, lack of health bars, you have to say the same thing about Hollow Knight. But that's my point. It's like I don't know what it is about Hollow Knight. Like it just uh, felt and again, maybe it's a switch thing, but Hollow Knight felt smooth. The con- mm-hmm. like controlling oh, the t- character felt solid. Contr- like Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The controls in Tal- Hollow Knight are extremely tight. Um this felt I, I mean the controls aren't like super tight or whatever like it's it's definitely not as uh elegant of a system as hollow knight but um i think that has a lot to do with it to be honest and i, and I don't think that's necessarily just like a switch port issue i think it's the fact that they were basically kind of targeting a specific style for a game that was created years ago that a mm. lot of people wanted and that's fine mm-hmm. But as a mm-hmm. as someone who's not necessarily the target audience, I just mm-hmm. felt like it just felt bad. It just felt aged. It didn't age well. Mm-hmm. And that okay. maybe coupled with the switch issues made it kind of maybe that's where it all adds up for me. I could see that. I could see that. And that's part of what I was criticizing was just like the lack of innovation. Like this is very much yeah. just Symphony of the Night again. It would have been nice to have a little more of a, uh, I don't know, a little more Modern. of an interactive. Uh, yeah. yeah, a little more of an interactive um combat system uh i i don't know i i didn't dislike it but uh okay, right. you know I, what you know what like even when you just jab okay let's say you just jab over and yep. over with uh yep. with a dagger or something mm-hmm. did you notice that it's just the same animation over and over yeah this is just repeats like little two-frame animation yeah like just like any any game worth its clout in the last 10 years is gonna have like a cool kind of like just, just an extra little animation so that if you're, if you're, if you hit, you know, X three times, it looks a little different each swing, you know, like almost like a combo or something, but not necessarily a combo mechanic, just an animation, you know. Okay. Uh, Even that I would suppose. just add a little bit of smoke and mirrors to make it look a little bit more appealing. But I, I, I don't. Know. I'll get off my my uh, high horse here. I'm just. It's just. Not I don't fun. know. I I definitely. I none of those. They, I like maybe a little more innovation. Okay, before I get to my criticisms, what um what did you guys think of this is this is a weird conversation to have because I'm comparing this game to Symphony of the Night, which is a game I which is a game I know neither of you have played. Um what did you guys think of the like shop and crafting uh aspects of of Bloodstained? I I thought it was rather in you know deep. Um I you know I liked the things that they presented, my only issue was um, just like the sheer amount of resources required to do anything. Like mm-hmm. it, it just like the gold costs seem really high for, for mm-hmm. me to really like spend too much time with it. 
Um, I was better off just finding items in the in the uh, castle itself than trying to craft anything or buy anything. Definitely. Oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, like, I guess maybe to the point earlier about the room, the save rooms and the teleport rooms. Like, I guess like the one benefit is uh, w- without the teleport rooms is it forces you to farm a little bit more, which mm. is interesting. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I I think overall it's good, but nothing you know amazing. I liked I liked both of those things the the, the shopping and the crafting both both of these elements are like mm, largely absent from Symphony of the Night it does have like a shopping system like it the shopping thing does exist in Symphony of the Night you you just don't tend to do it that much because it's kind of out of your way and the items you can get are not that great so yeah I liked I liked having that teleport room uh, very close to the shop and uh, just having that be like your home base that you return to a lot. It gave the game a nice, like, cycle, you know, just like a hook that you keep doing over and over again. You go explore some rooms, you get some loot, you come back, you upgrade your gear, you go back into the castle, you explore some more, get some loot, upgrade your gear. That, you know, that loop was very satisfying to me. Um, The crafting, I have mixed feelings on the crafting. I like, I I feel like that sort of thing lends itself well to uh, this type of game uh, because there there were no crafting elements in... I'm pretty sure any of the Castlevania games before um, Bloodstained. I liked, like, I feel like it lends itself well to this type of game because, like, you have just tons of enemies in a huge castle that can drop unique loot and you can, you know, craft gear to upgrade your... Like, Castlevania has always been a game that has been very interested, like, interested in, like, um, statistics and, like, way more on the, like, role-playing game side of things as opposed to, like, a Metroid Right, because like Castlevania has all these like gear and items and loot and stats that you can upgrade, whereas Metroid doesn't. It kind of obscures all that information away, right? Like you can upgrade Samus's armor, but like the only indication that you've upgraded the armor is like just a color swap. Like there are no stats associated. I, I mean, there are under the hood, but from a UI perspective, there's no stats associated with her armor. It's just a different color, and you can tell when you take damage, you take reduced damage if you have a better thing. Anyway. So I feel like all the crafting stuff lends itself well to this type of game. Um, what I didn't like is I found like myself later on, like when I had like late game, I was like, "Ooh, I want to craft some of the best weapons and armor." And there is like an in-game, um, I don't know, library of monsters, and if you find certain pieces of loot, the game will tell you which which monsters will drop which loot. But if you haven't seen that loot yet, you you don't know you if you haven't picked it up you don't know which monsters drop which loot so there's like certain loot that i had found in like a treasure chest or something and i'm like oh i wonder if monsters drop this so that i can make some new gear or whatever and i found myself just like looking up recipes and then i was like oh there's this one monster that drops this loot and then i found myself just like farming monsters forever which was not necessarily fun but i i don't know how much i can criticize the game for that as opposed to just criticizing myself for finding an unfun way to play this game and now now it's a job well done james yeah <laughs> like I, I i'm not i don't know that i'm necessarily criticizing the game but like i just i found an unfun element of the game and latched onto it so that i could get the best <laughs> armor and weapons anyway yeah, uh that's my thoughts on on the crafting that's not really a criticize a criticism of bloodstained but um if i had to criticize this game i'll take it. uh the first oh what 
I'll, I'll take that as a credit as a criticism. Okay. No, if you have more criticisms, that's fine. Go ahead. Yeah. No, my first criticism would have to be this is uh, largely way too similar to Symphony of the Night. Um, right. Like a lot of like there were some. How how far did you guys get before? Do you guys care if I spoil some of the late I game stuff? I will never touch this game again. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> That's a shame because this game is really good. Don't spoil uh, the story, but you can tell me about the mechanics. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the story. Uh, that's another criticism. Um, the story. I, I, yes, the story is uh, garbage. I, 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 could, yeah. I could take or leave the story. I don't really care about the characters or their motivations or what they're doing. I, I don't know. I don't but they I, treat I, it I like you're supposed to care like right away. And I'm like, what? There, I don't yeah. know anything. There is a lot of like upfront dialogue and stuff for like a game that I don't really care about the story of. I, but again, I don't know how much. Maybe some people are really invested in bloodstained lore. I don't know. Just didn't do anything for me the story wise. Anyway, um, literally no was, one is invested in bloodstained lore. Ah, hey, co- uh, write a comment if you like bloodstained lore. Um, <laughs> T- tell me if I'm wrong, people. Go ahead. Uh, so yeah, uh, way too close to Symphony of the Night. A lot of the areas just felt like stuff I had already seen in Symphony of the Night. Like a lot of the like Gothic architecture, like the big cathedrals, like the cave and water area underneath the castle. Like it was just like, oh, I've seen all this before. There were a couple of the late game areas, like the Oriental. What was it? The Ori's the Oriental Sorcery something. That area was cool, and the area where like. You're a tiny, and all the people are huge. That was a cool area. I forget what both of those... Uh, okay, one of my biggest criticisms, though... Um, did you guys get to the underwater area? Probably not. I got to the underwater area, and then I got to the oh, secret okay. desert area after that. And then I, okay. that's yeah, you where got, I'm you at got, right now. You got decently far, then. Um, yeah. So... So John, how did you how did you navigate the underwater area? Like, how did you figure that out? Because, because pure luck. Completely. Okay, okay. I did not have the luck. And what we're talking about is um, when, okay, when you first encounter a water area, Miriam can't swim. She just, like, floats on the water. Yep, yep. And there's, like, all this area with, like, deep water. Yep. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then I'm, like, exploring the castle, and I'm, like, ready to find this the swimming ability, because I've played enough of these games to know that uh, there's definitely a swimming ability coming. Yep. And I've, like, explored the whole castle, and I'm like, what the hell? Same here, dude. Um, I, and I was about to look up what the hell I had to do. Yeah. And then I was just going through the, like, water area, and I just happened to kill one of those jellyfish yep, things. Yeah, same here. <laughs> and I was like, oh, cool, that's a new shard. I wonder what this one does. And then I'm like, what? This one lets you swim? What the hell? Yeah. And I'm not sure, like, that having... Having a like that's lazy design right there. I don't know that it's lazy design. It's just bad design. It's like yeah, you, you have a, you have a, you have a point. You have like a, a a key point of progression, like a required point of progression in the game, tied to a random drop from a monster. Like I don't like. That. Uh, to be fair, maybe that drop rate is extremely high. Um, maybe it is because I I've never you know. seen the jellyfish before that, and then when I killed it, I got the shard immediately. Um, oh no 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 no! Like I had explored the whole castle. I had my, I mean, I had my map filled in as best as I could, and I had killed a lot of those jellyfish things. Uh, or at least okay. I'm pretty sure I had. And then I just came back and happened to kill one, and got, just happened to get the shard, even though I'd killed the jellyfishes before. And I was like, oh, what the hell? Uh, yeah, I wish that was because I, I, I actually really like the level design in this game. Otherwise. 
I just wish that that specific thing had been like, if you're going to tie a, a point of progression to a random drop, like I need that to be signposted a little bit more. Like I need hints to be like, Hey, have you killed the jellyfish monster? Like don't have me just randomly running around killing things. And then like the random loot drop goes off and then I'm like, Oh, I guess that's what I'm supposed to do. Right. Like, uh, no, I yeah. was not too fond of that either. And I think that was for me was like the nail in the coffin for the, like the whole lack of information thing overall. Uh, that general theme. Yeah, well, uh, can you elaborate more? You keep saying lack of information. Like, it's just uh, so you. It's just the general like. There's no indication of what you're supposed to do next, and the. Okay, know. okay, that's that's what I thought. You. That's sort of a hallmark of these games uh, is just having lots of open paths, right? And you're not necessarily sure where you're supposed to go. That I don't have a problem with. It's when I've when I've already explored all the paths. And then I happen to miss a random drop in one of those paths. That's what it's like. Oh, what the fuck? Well, okay. So, like, once you acquire the swimming ability, you go through all these areas, and there's chests everywhere, but there's no way you can open them. And so you never really know what you have to do to to get the ability to open those chests, right? Like, that's, like, I think that's, like you're saying, part of the hallmark, part of the fun of figuring that out on your own. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. But it's also kind of frustrating because you're not used to just... The lack of hand loading overall. Uh, yeah, I guess those are my major criticisms of that game. Uh, other than that, I thought Bloodstained was pretty fucking good. Well, I'm glad somebody does. <laughs> I mean, in, out to... of the three of us, out of the three of us. Now, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people love this game. I'm. You need to wait till either that game gets a patch on Switch or play the PC version Leo it it is it is not as bad as you think it is all right i will i will try it again post patch and give an updated yeah uh, opinion on it yeah that's the tutorial here is bad leo so once you get past that you'll you'll have a lot more fun all right what okay uh, the tutorial area is bad what <laughs> it's not as interesting as the main game why it's just not like it's just simply like uh it's just the way that get you used to the main gameplay loop of exploring the castle and finding items and doing stuff like the stuff you fought, like I mentioned before, the stuff you do in like main area, doesn't really progress to anything. I suppose. I didn't think it was bad though. I, I don't know. It, it was fine. Yeah, it was fine. Uh, it was fine. Oh wait, I forgot to mention that. The one thing that I actually liked about bloodstains like the only yeah. saving grace oh, the oh, oh, yeah. only thing i liked yeah. was that uh, the main character had like an extravagant orgasm every time she got stabbed by shards from enemies oh that is not what i thought you were going to say yeah i thought <laughs> i thought you were either <laughs> i thought you were either going to bring up the best soundbite in that game which is when uh, any of the armored monsters die and go E Yeah, I laughed I laughed too hard at that. <laughs> that was a funny Every too, time yeah. so good. Yes. Yeah, was good Ooh. <laughs> yeah, you, or, didn't, you didn't get it far enough, Leo. You you didn't hear that. Uh, that's awesome. Or or I thought you were gonna bring up the fact that Zangetsu is voiced by David Hayter, uh the voice of Solid Snake. Uh oh I didn't know. No, no, yeah. no my and, it's, it's for me, it was character. just whenever whenever you unlocked a shard and it like stabbed yeah. her violently in the chest, yeah. she yeah. would just like orgasm. Yeah, like, yeah. And it was like, oh, I like this part. It's the complete <laughs> that's a little opposite, weird, Leo. That's a little weird. It's, she's what? getting corrupted further. Oh, yeah. That's the whole, well, she seems yeah. to like it. So 
<laughs> okay. Um, so our top five today, we're going to do something a little bit different, something we've never done before. Uh, so we, we were talking about top fives for this game, and I was like, oh, Bloodstained. Well, top five Metroidvanias seems pretty obvious, right? Uh, but um, between uh, other than me, uh, we probably <laughs> don't have a way to come up with five Metroidvanias. Um, so we're gonna do today. We're gonna do a consensus list. We're going to uh, together in real time, the three of us create the definitive consensus Good Games podcast top five Metroidvania games. Um, I am going to start, I, let, let's, before we try to come up with an order, Okay. I propose we throw out some games mm-hmm. and then call that list down to five and then figure out what order we want those five in. Gotcha. Uh, I'm going to begin by throwing out Bloodstained. I think this game was pretty damn good. A worthy successor to Symphony of the Night. If, if, even if, even if very, very similar I, th- I thought it was good, and I think it would make, if I had to make a top five list of Metroidvania games, this would be on the list. Objections, gentlemen. What? There's no objections? Hold on. I was, you- I was letting John answer while I was typing up list of Metroidvania games so I can have uh, a few I, I need weapons. to hear the other contenders before I can, like... <clears throat> okay. Sorry, sorry. Well, my, somebody my else response. throw one out. My delayed response to your to your suggestion is, if we must. <laughs> you said this is one of the worst games you've played, Leo, and yeah. you're going to let this on the, the top? Okay. okay. I mean, I defer okay. to you to your general knowledge of mm. metroidvanias a little mm. bit there so I, if mm. you feel that we must have this game on the list and john agrees i will defer to mm. the both of you okay mm. well we'll we'll put it on the table somebody yeah. else throw out a game let's let's debate some more games here uh, i'm gonna throw out an easy one or leo okay. you go yeah. first if you want no no no. Well, let's get your low ball yeah uh, all right uh so it's a game we've already all played and i think was overall yeah. high quality um hollow, yeah. hollow knight Slam dunk, it's on the list. Yeah. Absolutely, slam dunk. I support it. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Okay. I am going to throw out uh, Super Metroid Classic. Think that uh, now is that huh? is that the Super Nintendo Metroid game? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, Super Metroid. I've played more of Super Metroid than I have this crappy game. Yeah. <laughs> kind of codified and solidified the. What we now call the Metroidvania uh, formula. Uh, what, what else? What else? What uh, else? I'd, like to, I'd like to humbly throw out there um, the Messenger. The Messenger. Very nice. Okay. All right. The Messenger. Uh, hey, I, I need to start uh, writing these down. Yeah, write, write so them we down. Can, um, all right. I'm writing them down. All right. So we're at four. Um, have any of you guys... Did you guys play Ori in the Blind Forest? No. no. Okay. All right. Well, that's it's a very good um it's a Metroidvania game that is probably a little more focused on platforming than it is combat. There's a lot of like platforming challenges in it. It is a visually stunning game. Uh if you ever get the chance to watch some uh, gameplay of Ori in the Blind Forest, it is an amazing game to look at. Okay. Uh what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? I I mean, if we're going with uh, like so pseudo uh, castle, maybe Metroidvania 
games. Uh, I think uh, guacamole would qualify, right? Absolutely. I love guacamole. Yeah, for me, that, that was like a personal favorite of mine. Yeah, that, that game was awesome. Uh, <laughs> sort of the opposite of Ori in the Blind Forest. This is a very combat-focused Metroidvania. Uh, less, less. Uh, there was definitely some platforming oh, yeah, challenges. Definitely, in that. there's definitely some really hard De- platforming uh, stuff in it. Yeah, there's a lot of really hard platforming stuff. Uh, a lot of whatever. I, I just remember all of the like crazy combo stuff from that game. Yeah, good pick, good pick, good pick. Um, what about? I know you guys haven't played it, but the original Symphony of the Night, uh, the game that uh inspired all of all of bloodstained and all of these other castlevania games so based off of your briefs uh summary of that game i would say yeah. yes and then also okay. we're gonna kick off bloodstained since the games are so similar and and Ooh, okay we got an elimination right now we have to pick between bloodstained and symphony of the night i my needle is gonna go slightly in favor of bloodstained oh wow. okay what else? What else? What else belongs on this list? What else deserves to be on this list? The best Metroidvanias. How how loosely do we need to define a Metroidvania? Like, I would say I I was I was sort of anticipating and fearing that this question would come up. Uh, I I would say that it is a Metroidvania is characterized by like nonlinear level design that like a lot of your a lot of your points of progression are the bosses are are well no well in some cases because defeating a boss can grant you a new ability then once you have that ability you can go back to previous areas you've explored before and then you realize oh with this new ability i can get to this new area so ability like, lock ability feature locking is a is a must have for a, to be called a metroidvania I mean, to me, that's sort of what defines what a metroidvania is that's what super metroid did and that's what symphony of the night copied uh, that that sort of progression locked behind your your character's abilities. Okay. Like your 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 map, the, the, the areas of the map you have access to. accessible to access to uh, yeah. to be able to explore are locked away behind abilities that you have to find hmm. somewhere in that map. Okay. I I guess my my other recommendation for, as something I've played and enjoyed was mm. Ro- Rogue mm. Legacy, but that ah. that had kind of the boss like there was different bosses you had to complete and it had like the non-linear map but it didn't necessarily lock anything behind ability no i would say Uh, the progression in that game comes from the the, you know repeated attempts its own gimmick right but it was like it's like half a metroidvania really kind of yeah half a metroidvania i don't think i mean it's sort of hard to draw lines around game genres right because like a lot of games share design ideas and you know it, it's it's hard to trace lines around game genres but i'm ruling out rogue legacy i i would agree yeah. okay all right two out of three rogue legacy's gone yeah uh, that's our first elimination uh leo i'm gonna throw out a game i think you have played more of than i have what? this was um yeah this is a game that uh one of like a, a really early indie game that uh, got a lot of uh, popularity, uh, Dust and Elysian Tale. Oh, that's right! I did play a lot of that game. Yeah, what, what does that belong on this list? Does that is that have is that a Metroidvania? No, I wouldn't count that. Okay, game. all right. I don't think so. It was more just kind of like okay, basic platformer. 2D combat. 
platform. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was just asking because you, I know you had played more of that than I had. I didn't know if it had beautiful. Those same That's sort a beautiful of, uh, game, by the way. If no one, if yeah. you haven't played that game, it's gorgeous. I've seen it at least, and I know it's gorgeous. All right. So we now have seven. We need to call this down to five and put them in order, unless uh, we got any other. I got one more. Oh, oh, oh. One last yeah, one. Yeah, one more, one more. I don't know how yeah. we're going to vote on this or place yeah. this. Uh, it's Strider, the new Strider remake, or 2015 game. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, it's, it was uh, a really good Strider? game. I don't know if it's top five. You're going to have to be the, <laughs> it sounds like you're going to have to be the champion of Strider because uh, it sounds like you're the only one who's played it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which is fine because I can I can uh, I think I can champion Ori in the Blind Forest and maybe a couple of these other games that I'm the only one who has played. Okay. Uh, what about um, have you guys played Axiom Verge? No, I mean I've seen screenshots of that game. It definitely looks like a okay. Metroidvania. Uh, I've played a decent amount of it. I liked it, uh, but I would not put that on a top five list. So I'm gonna go ahead and scratch Axiom Verge right now. Okay. Um, sorry, Axiom Verge fans. Sorry. Didn't make the cut. All right. We're at eight. Do we want to call three of these and uh, put these in order? Or we got anything else to throw out? Sounds good to me. All right. Um, starting with The Messenger. Uh, t- the first half of The Messenger is just a straight up platformer. Uh, this doesn't really get Metroidvania esque until the second half of the game. Um, And if you go back and listen to our Messenger episode, I actually disliked the second half of the game the most, specifically because um, the levels were sort of designed to be played through in a linear fashion. And when you had to like go back and traverse uh, the levels in a non-linear fashion, like go back and redo some of the platforming challenges you had done to get to new areas... Like, I, I found that kind of tedious because, like, it was challenges I had already completed, you know? Yeah, but it was somewhat uh, what, tedious, what but it was also you were enhanced with your new abilities, so it was like a piece of cake. Okay. So okay. I, I would okay. argue that the fact that half of the game is locked behind an ability you don't get until later on is really, at its essence, okay. the most Metroidvania type thing you could have. Ooh. The whole okay. game is think, behind John? an ability lock. What do you think, John? Uh, I mean, I'll defer to you guys, but it it seems it seems to qualify. What did you? Oh, did you not? Play like, that? You no, didn't review that I one with us. No, I don't think I what? did. Okay. Oh, all right. I'm gonna skip that one for now. Right. I'm gonna skip that one for now. What about Super Metroid? Am I the only one who's played that? I played a little bit of it. I I really like Super Metroid. However, and I know this is sort of like the grandfather to all of these Metroidvania games. This is like, you know, the template, the the holy grail of Metroidvanias. Mm-hmm. However, I think this formula has been done better since Super Metroid. There are way uh-huh. too many points uh, of frustration in the original Super Metroid where your, your way to progress is not clearly signposted, sort of like what I was complaining about in Bloodstained with the random drop from the jellyfish. Uh, there's a lot of that in Super Metroid. Not not necessarily tied to random drops, but like just like stuff you wouldn't think to do. And those are like key points of progression. Like that is kind of frustrating. And I don't think the combat in Super Metroid is particularly interesting. Um, I was not so a this fan would be of the a combat candidate, in that game. This would be a candidate for me to actually call Super Metroid off the list of best Metroidvanias. Wow. Uh, which would be shocking. Uh, 
Should, should I put a should I put a flag in that, or do we want to call this right now? Get rid of it right now. I I would that would have been my first question to you if it still held up, and it sounds like it, it doesn't. I think it holds up. I think it holds up. I I think this is still a great game you can play right now today. Well, it holds up and holds up in what kind? It doesn't hold up in the context of against other Metroidvanias. Is what he's asking. That's exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's 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 if somebody had never played a Metroidvania before, I wouldn't say go play Super Metroid. I would say go play Hollow Knight. Uh, I agree. I'm with you. I say we call it. All right, Super Metroid's gone. Super Metroid, the grandfather of Metroidvania, is gone. You heard it here, folks. Not part of the top. Not part of the top five greatest Metroidvanias. Uh, what about Bloodstain, the game we just talked about? Do we want to compare between Bloodstain and Symphony of the Night and just take one of them? Or we could compare Bloodstain and uh, Super Metroid and look at all those similarities. Well, Super, Met- Super, Super Metroid's already gone. Yeah. Huh? So Bloodstain okay. should be gone too. So we're going to take <laughs> Symphony... We're going to take Symphony of the Night over Bloodstain? Oh, no, sorry. I'm just saying, no, I, just, I mean, I just felt like when you talk about shitty combat. Uh, I, 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 like... I will give this game, like, points for the combat. Like, it, the combat was kind of fun. But uh... here's why I take here's why I take Bloodstained over Symphony of the Night. Um, and I've said I've said a lot already. These games are very similar, and they are. Uh, I'm going to give... I'm still taking Bloodstained over Symphony of the Night. I'm going to give Symphony of the Night a slight edge in like um, art style. I think the game looks better even today now. Like the pixel art in Symphony of the Night uh, blended with like the early PS1 CG graphics actually still looks really cool. Uh, and a lot of the like um, a lot of the locations were like really unique, interesting, and original, which was something I found lacking in Bloodstained. However. I think um, one of what makes a Metroidvania work to me is so I was talking about the loop that you have in Bloodstained, where you go exploring, you get some loot, you come back to your your safe place, your home base, you upgrade your character, whatever. Part of what makes that loop work is the risk reward tension you have while you're exploring, right? Because as your character gets lower and lower on health. The temptation to double back to the closest safe room, the closest teleport room, whatever, gets bigger and bigger, right? Like, do I keep pushing forward into unknown territory or do I go play it safe and cash in with all the loot that I have right now? There is something that breaks that in Symphony of the Night. Um, and one of them, what, what something that breaks that in Symphony of the Night is uh, you have, Alucard has abilities, and one of them I can think of off the top of my head specifically is called Dark Metamorphosis, <laughs> uh, which if you have this ability, and and actually you you start the game with this ability, it's a, um, we didn't really talk about it in Bloodstained, but a lot, uh, all of the different weapons in Bloodstained all have different, like, almost like fighting game inputs where you do like a quarter circle, half circle, like a Shoryuken motion, which is like a, a weird zigzag on your controller. Oh yeah, the technique. And you can unlock... Yeah, you can unlock special techniques that are, um, whatever, hidden behind these weapons. In Symphony of the Night, they're um, similar to Bloodstained. They're unlocked right from the get-go. But in Symphony of the Night, they're not tied to the weapons. You just always have them, always. You ha- you always had you always had them in Bloodstained as well. You just didn't know what, what the inputs were. Oh, no, 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 no. You always have them, but they're specific to each weapon. Right, right, so right, right. it... 
if you have sword abilities, you don't get your sword abilities anymore if you're holding a gun or a whip or whatever. In Symphony of the Night, they're not tied to weapons. You just always have access to all these abilities. And as soon as you know how to do them, you can just do them forever. Uh, as long as Alucard has enough MP left, you know, enough magic points left. Wait, so you, you can do the sword input while you're equipped with a gun? What, what will happen when you do that in Symphony of the Night? So in Symphony of the Night, the abilities aren't tied to weapons at all. They're just abilities that you can just use. And, oh, um, okay. Yeah. And some of them are like different magic spells. Some of them are whatever. Anyway, one of them is called Dark Metamorphosis. And if you are fighting an enemy that bleeds, so that has whatever blood, Alucard can absorb blood and get health back. The problem with Dark Metamorphosis is there's no limit to how much you can do this other than your MP, and your MP recharges over time. So it breaks that tension of, like, exploring and doubling back to safe rooms or whatever. You heal whenever you want. You can, just, you can just heal whenever you want. You yeah. can just farm enemies for health. God mode unlocked. Is like, yeah, which is like, I mean, you're kind of doing it to yourself, similar to what I was talking about earlier when I was just kind of farming monsters forever. You can just farm monsters for health. Which is not that much fun, but it is something that you can do that kind of breaks the game in an unfun way. Uh, anyway, that is something I really don't like about Symphony of the Night, and I like about Bloodstained. Also, in general, I find the castle layout and the level design in Bloodstained to flow and be a lot more whatever intuitive and logical than it was in Symphony of the Night. For those reasons, I'm giving Bloodstained a slight edge over Symphony of the Night. Do we want to cross off... Symphony of the Night off of the top five Metroidvania you're just, list. You're just killing big hitters left and right. Symphony of the Night and, and Super Metroid are like the two grandfathers of. Uh, we're gonna kill both of these right off the top here. I was just or, gonna point out like the yeah. big criticism that you pointed out from Symphony of the Night, how easily you can break the game. I yeah. think that still exists in Bloodstain. How do you like, mean? Like I was using, I was using the shard. Uh, we are, we are the company, the one with the paintings. Oh, I didn't do that. What's that do? That that gives you a shield of paintings, uh-huh. and it, it like it's just extremely powerful and low MP cost, and you upgrade it, and it's just ridiculous. Like you can <laughs> run through the whole game with that toggled on the whole time. Oh, and, oh, yeah. I... So I found I found the similar experience that you're referring to with like the the blood sucking. Yeah, that like is in this game as well. Well, not necessarily blood sucking that where it like breaks the tension of like you you never feel it like you all, have to. But... Go... It all but makes the game easy mode, you know. Okay. Like it, okay. it just it, okay. it just removes the challenge. Okay. Basically. Strikeouts. Bloodstained is taking it. Bloodstained is taking yep. it for me over Symphony of the Night. We've gotten rid of Super Metroid and Symphony of the Night. Neither of these uh whatever Holy Grail games are making the top five Metroidvania lists. This is a pretty uh, controversial list right here. Yeah. This is already very controversial. Uh, what about, I'm the only one who's played Ori in the Blind Forest. Um, I liked this game a lot. I thought it was uh, good. It is uh, very platforming focused. As I said before, the game's visually very gorgeous. I would have no hesitations about putting this on a top five list. Um, um, our other okay. ones, uh, we got Hollow Knight. I, 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 that is a slam dunk for me. Yeah. I will fight tooth and nail for Hollow Knight to be okay. Yeah. Uh, what about Guacamelee? Um, I mean, I liked Guacamelee, but I, I don't did think too. it's fair to 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 really compare him to these other games that 
are more classical in, in terms of the definition of what a Metroidvania is. Well, let's compare Guacamelee to Strider then, John. Uh, both of these are games you've pitched. Uh, Guacamelee, uh, do we want to make a choice between Guacamelee and Strider? Our other picks are The Messenger, Bloodstained, Hollow Knight, and Ori in the Blind Forest. Uh, if I had to pick between Strider and Guacamelee, mm, yeah. that's a tough call. Uh, I mean, I've played Guacamelee more, and I yeah. think uh, I think it's more appealing to like the masses and say something like Strider. I love Guacamelee. I love that game's sense of humor. Uh, I would say it's a it's, it's fitting it's, to the Metroidvania formula too, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, sure, I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. Guacamelee, it is. It, yeah, yeah. Definitely. All right. We have our five. We got to come up with an order for this. Our five are The Messenger, Bloodstained, Hollow Knight, Ori and the Blind Forest, and Guacamelee. Okay. All right, guys, what's our number five? Number five, Bloodstained. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say Bloodstained as well. Well, that's two out of three. Uh, I don't know that I can make a compelling argument for Bloodstained to be higher on this list. I liked it a lot, but... I think there are better Metroidvanias. I am fine with keeping Bloodstained at number five. Nice. Uh, number f- number four is it the Messenger, Hollow Knight, Ori in the Blind Forest, or Guacamelee? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be honest with myself, and I will offer yeah. to put up Messenger for number four. Uh, I am fine with the Messenger at number four or Guacamelee at number four. I think. What do you, What do you think, John? The Messenger or Guacamelee? Uh, that's a tough call for me. Um... I mean, I can't. I have no context on how the messenger should oh, be really played. It sounded like it was a really good. Did game. you listen to the podcast yeah. episode? No, I don't think I did. Actually, what the? Oh, hell? John, John. Maybe I need to go back and All listen right. to it. All right. In that case, Guacamelee number four, because I was just being nice before, but I actually think messenger should be way higher. <laughs> maybe that's okay. Fair. I'm gonna give. It's it's interesting comparing these two games because these are two games that both like have a very good sense of humor yeah, like do. that yeah, is one of yeah. the yeah um all right so what uh, uh guacamelee number four so, so you're the coin flip james john john says guacamelee i said messenger you you're the deciding factor <sighs> this is so hard for me i i think this is hard for me because i think guacamelee embodies a metroidvania more traditionally mm-hmm. because like we said before the messenger is only a metroidvania for the last half of the game which is, which is, by the way, a huge spoiler. <laughs> that's that's one of the cool things about this game is you don't really know that twist is coming. Uh, but I would say I like the Messenger as a game, as an overall package, a lot better than Guacamelee. Me too. Okay. So uh, do we want to say Guacamelee is number four? Yeah. All right. Sure. So. Number three, then, is that the Messenger? I guess that's fair. Okay. Did you guys right. like Messenger less than Hollow Knight? That's the question. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, I know that I'm probably going to be outvoted there, but I think that if I'm speaking subjectively, um, I think I think it's fair to put Messenger at three. Okay. Um, okay. Now, number one and number two, Hollow Knight and Ori in the Blind Forest. Uh, right, you're going to have to sell me on Ori for number for. You know whether or not to put on a number two. Like my, my initial reaction, my gut feeling would be Ori for number two. But same, same, yeah, same. I would say the same. Same only because I think Hollow Knight is fucking brilliant. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I would say for without a doubt, Hollow Knight is the best Metroidvania I've ever played because it's the only one I've played <laughs> like extensively. So like it's right, got my any, attention for that long. Any objections? Didn't these, yeah. 
did these games come out the same year or no? Um, uh, I don't let's think see. Either. Well, Bloodstained Messenger is obviously... and Hall might have been close. Uh, they might have been close. Let's see. Let's let's do a little. Uh, let's do a little well, research. Uh, yep. I ahead. thought there was like a, a Game Awards on Spike TV where Ori beat out Hollow Knight or something like that. Oh really? The Game Awards hasn't been on Spike TV since fucking forever, man. Or sorry, sorry. Um, <laughs> Just the game awards. Okay, so um, here's here's a little uh, here's something interesting about our list. Uh, Bloodstained was obviously 2019. Uh, Guacamelee, I think, is going to be the oldest game on this list at 2013. Uh, the Messenger was 2018. Uh, Ori and the Blind Forest was I just had it here 2015. And uh, Hollow Knight was 2017. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> all very recent, all very recent Metroidvania games. 2013 is the oldest game we have on this list. So we're saying, basically, we're saying the newer, the newer games are the better games. Uh, well, that's basically, I mean, Bloodstain, yeah. Bloodstain is the newest one. It's on the bottom of our list. Uh, well, that's true. But I, I meant like compared to the the oh you know, to like the old school the yeah. classic the yeah. forefathers, the grandfathers, Super Metroids, yes. the Symphony. Well, of they the just Knights. they took the same formula and just you know added a little bit more pizzazz and have uh, let it reach bigger audiences and just made them better. Yeah. I don't disagree with you. Uh, also, uh, a lot of indie games on this list: Hollow Knight, Messenger, Guacamelee. It's kind of sort of bloodstained eh, not really i mean it's made by veteran people but uh whatever they're yeah, i mean they're, i, I, I think that this style of game is not really mass marketable so uh really it's definitely no yeah i mean i think this is a this is something that's for for gamers you know for people who appreciate the art of the metroidvania uh-huh. this the style of game to me is not it has not don't get me wrong i'm not saying that it's not an enormous amount of people who who like these games mm-hmm. but i'm just saying it's they're not like you know your uh your best dad award i like to shop for video games at walmart and play call of duty like you know, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah yeah that guy's okay games. they're not on the same level as call of duty right yeah right all right that's our list number five bloodstained number four guacamelee number three the messenger number two ori and the blind forest number one Hollow Knight. Those are the top five best Metroidvanias, definitively. A solid list, according to the Good Games podcast. Yeah, well, a very solid list. Um, that is, yeah. by the way, if I just made this list in a void, uh, that is not far <laughs> off. That is not far off. Uh, like our group consensus definitive list is not far off from what my personal list would be. I, I, I would definitely. I think I would have the order a little bit different, but uh. Uh, I'm surprised yeah. you guys would have Guacamelee in your top five. Why? Considering, like, I don't. It's just a personal favorite game of mine. I didn't know like uh, you guys both thought similar. Yeah, oh, I think I it's definitely. Guacamelee. I think it's definitely high on the list of like really good popular Metroidvanias. Mm-hmm. I I've, know because I googled yeah. it. I have so. yet to play Guacamelee Two, which is a big blind spot for me. I need to play Guacamelee Two. Uh, so yeah, maybe that'll make it. On this list, over Gua- over the original Guacamelee, who knows? Uh, once once one of us has anyone played this game, Guacamelee too? No, uh, I played I played a few hours of it. Is it good? It's uh, yeah, it's good. It's it's uh, it's pretty good. I just haven't had too much time to, to dive gotcha. deeper into it. 
All right, uh, that's our list. Uh, what, what do you guys? What do you guys want to endorse? You want me to go first? What, what's going on here? Yeah, you go first. Yeah, I'm you going don't often. Go first with these. I'm going to go first, guys. Yeah. I am going to endorse um, learning a second language. Uh, I am currently Ooh. learning Japanese because I'm a dork, and I'm going to more Freaking specifically. Weeb. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to more specifically endorse uh, the uh, Pimsleur method, which Pimsleur is an audiobook course available from Audible, which is a, a Amazon service. Uh, Audible has a bunch of audiobooks. You can get Pimsleur's Japanese. Uh, uh, is this the kind of thing you like? Listen to as you fall asleep. Uh, I mean, you could, but you don't really want to. Uh, basically, the structure oh. of the lessons are. They will say a word or a phrase in English, and then um, uh, they'll say that same word or phrase in Japanese. So you get to hear, you know, you get to know what it is in English and then hear what it is in Japanese. Then they will just prompt you in English, and you're supposed to say the Japanese repeated as you learned it previously. Um, so oh, it's right. it's kind of interactive in that way, and uh, you, whatever, they, they keep bringing up words in English, and you say the Japanese, and then... Uh, that's basically the structure of the lesson, just repeating uh, words and phrases over and over again until you, you know, hear them and learn them and internalize them. Uh, it is, I, I am on lesson 24 or 25 now. Uh, I, I'd say it's working pretty effectively. I, I, I feel like I'm learning and retaining a lot of the uh, language I am studying. So hmm. the Pimsleur method, uh, Pimsleur's Japanese on Audible. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah, those songs pretty interesting. Yeah. How much? Uh, how much? How much? Wait, how much Japanese do you know now? Like, can you throw out a couple? You know, I want to hear James Wolf speak some Japanese. I've never heard this before. Uh, I don't know what to say. Watashiwa no Mayura James Odes. Hello, this is future James coming in to correct past James's Japanese grammar. What I should have said there was watashi no no maira jemzo desu. Watashi no being the uh, possessive formal pronoun. Uh, watashi wa is not, doesn't really indicate possessiveness. And I was trying to say my name. So I need to have that watashi no on the end of uh, watashi. Anyway, back to uh, our nonsense podcast. Uh, my oh, name is James. Man, that was- that was so nerdy, uh, you freaking yeah. nerd. Uh, <laughs> James is the most weeboo. No, no, I'm, I'm the most weeboo. I'm a super weeboo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's By the way, that that's is good. definitely making it on the list of Metroid. The top five. Super weeboo is definitely. <laughs> super weeboo. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. That was super. You know, uh, I know from watching um, some anime that like how to say I, because I always yeah. hear Umaiwa a lot. So yeah, there's actually. Uh, so I used a second ago. I used watashi um, to say. Uh, well, I used watashi wa, which is watashi is the whatever uh, normal formal pronoun for I, and then mm. wa is you added if that's the subject of the sentence. But um, if you're speaking informally, so like if I were speaking to you, we would use ore instead of watashi because watashi is more. I don't know. Uh, a little more formal, a little more polite. Yeah, and a lot ore. of just kind of yeah, yeah, the more formal and informal. Yeah. yeah. Wow, man, so, look at you learning another yeah. language. 
I know some stuff. I know some stuff. You know, I, I, I was at a conference and I talked to a Russian girl and I was like, you know, you know, it's like a whole thing. And oh, I was nice. like, she was like, oh, yeah, you speak Russian. I was like, that's all I know. Just like, hi, how are you doing? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just that yeah. and this little bit of Russian explaining that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you run into a Japanese person, you could say, hajimemashite, which is, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's nice to meet you. Well, see, my um, concern there is I would run up to a random Japanese person and say it wrong. And instead yeah. of nice to meet you, I'm saying, like, I have a nice penis or something. And then they would freak out. <laughs> so know? this has happened. This has definitely happened. Uh, bonus, really? bonus endorsement. Um, bonus endorsement. I'm going to pull it up right now. Uh, bonus endorsement. There's a, a nice little supplemental tool you can use uh, uh, to learn a second language, which is Google Translate. So uh, uh, here we go. Uh, uh, that was oh, it's still going. Uh, that was just the sentence I just spoke, uh, tra- translated into Japanese. So basically, Google oh. Translate, Google Translate will translate your. It has voice recognition, and then will translate that into another language in real time, which is a nice, nice little. Um, tool to help you look up if you if you want to know what a word is in Japanese you can say the English word in or if you want to practice your pronunciation you can say the Japanese in and get the English out to make sure you're saying it correctly uh well uh my wife did exactly what you were afraid of Leo uh which is like saying the wrong thing and having it be very inappropriate uh so we were practicing our pronunciation and uh I you know I was being kind of goofy and I was like Hey, would you like to have sex with me tonight? But I said it in Japanese. <laughs> and then, you know, practicing my pronunciation, I was like, hey, you want to have sex with me tonight? And then, you know, showed her that's how you say it in Japanese. So she tried to say the same thing in Japanese and Google translated, hey, do you want to have some sex with children tonight? <laughs> oh, no. I was like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not, oh. that's not what we're doing. Like, wow. How long ago was this? Because yeah. the FBI has been knocking on your door any second. Exactly. Now. Yeah. We're definitely on a list now. We're definitely this on a list. This is in the cloud, dude. Yeah. So third endorsement, <laughs> when you're using Google Translate, be careful what you say. Yeah. Maybe use a VPN or proxy or something. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to go next. That's all right. Um, so I got on that airplane with all intentions to play, uh, bloodstained bullshit and Mm -hmm. couldn't play more than a a few minutes of it. So I just said, screw this. I'm going to find something else on my switch to play. And for the longest time, uh, I've had on my switch, the, the first two games I bought, were Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Breath of the uh, Wild. You know, uh, uh, Google, Good Games Podcast episode one. Check it out. Yep. yep. Um, and the second game I bought with my Switch and had yet to really play at all was uh, Star, uh, uh, Stardew Valley. Valley. Stardew yeah. Valley. Um, so this is a game that, like, I played for literally 10 minutes. Thought it was like, oh, that's cute. And then, like, just didn't really play much of. And I, I know that there was a lot more, like... Uh, depth to it but i just didn't bother Mm -hmm. like you know going online and figuring out how to do what and whatever Mm -hmm. so i spent some time actually really trying to play this game and now 20 hours later i cannot put it down yeah stardew valley Uh, is the fucking shit dude Dude, stardew valley is is great it's so good it's such a great game 
It's amazing. Um, Do we want to have a Stardew Valley episode? I think we should. I think we should. That would be dude. awesome. Uh, and I in love fact, Stardew we can, Valley. we can, we can even. I'd love to talk about the similarities between Stardew Valley and like Harvest Moon, because um, yep. I know I haven't done enough of that research, but I know that there's like a oh, lot of similar. Oh, it's very similar. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then I, I, a coworker told me about another one that's like a Japanese one. It's got more like an anime style, um, mm. and 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 that one's actually coming out with a sequel uh, mm. this year. So, um, anyway, Stardew Valley. Uh, you know, if you don't know about it, we'll we'll probably yeah. talk about it. It's basically like a sort of farm simulator, sort of Animal Crossing like sort of dungeon crawly thing. It's really cool. Um, so I will Fourth. endorse. Fourth okay. endorsement from me. I'm endorsing the soundtrack to Stardew Valley. It's oh, so fucking, good, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, I yeah. love the the summer and fall themes uh, yeah. are very good. You know, I, I just got to the fall. I'm like almost done with fall now, but when I got oh, to the fall like I yesterday, the... when that music came on, I, I, it striked me. I was like, it struck, yeah. struck me. I was like, yeah, wow. Yeah. Oh, so good. So good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. John? Playing a lot of that. Endorse that. What you got? What you got, John? Sounds good. Uh, so my endorsement for this week, I think last week I endorsed um, Attack on Titan, or last time. Uh, sure. But this time, uh, I endorsed a different anime series. Oh, uh, John's anime endorsement. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I've been watching a lot of Evangelion, Neo, uh, Neon Genesis. Oh, uh, yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm like 10 episodes in and it's an instant classic. I can see why mm-hmm. this is like an internet fan favorite, uh, you know, like uh, instantaneous uh, masterpiece. Mm. Now who's the super uh, weeboo? <laughs> <laughs> Me. <laughs> we were, I was only mocking you because I know I'm such a weeboo. So now you're part of it. Yeah. Mm. I think we're all a little bit of weeboo. Maybe I'm more so than the other two. No, <laughs> no. I've definitely got you beat, Jen. Uh, we'll see about that. Top five um, weeaboos next episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I think uh, like the one thing that sets the series apart from you know other anime series I've recommended is just... Um, it, it's very artsy. It, it feels more like a really long film than it does like a cliffhanger series. Um, it it's uh, it kind of has this element of self-contained episodes. You can probably, I mean, there is an overarching story, but you can pro you can probably get like a like a moral of the episode or like a gist of an episode throughout one you know one viewing or one watching. Um, uh, the other thing about it is just uh, I think the science fiction element of it is very solid. Like there's not any moment where I'm like, okay, this doesn't make sense at all. Even though like the whole thing is obviously a science fiction story, um, but there, it's just really solid. It, it doesn't really take any uh, weird plot hole turns or anything like that. And uh, yeah, I think that's my recommendation. Um, okay. That's funny because I I watched I don't remember if I watched like a movie uh, like maybe they had like a spinoff movie or something I, but I, I was very confused so, by the whole story when I tried watching it. Yeah, apparently um, it, it prematurely ended back in the original showing, uh, the original airing in the nineties, and uh, I think to make up for that there was like a movie that happened to to explain oh. the ending a little bit better. Yeah, I think um, that's what I watched, and I was. I was thoroughly confused throughout the entire thing, but yeah, maybe that's just my fault for watching that. I think that's what I've heard from other people who really like the series as well. And then on top of that, I think Netflix did something to the ending of the, of 
the one the version that's airing on Netflix, and everyone's really upset with it. And so I'm curious to like watch the movie and watch the alternate, like the original ending, and and see like hmm. compare the two and see why everyone's so upset. Yeah, I might be. I might have to check, dig a little deeper into those two. All right, good stuff. Uh, Japanese anime, and uh, what was your endorsement, Leo? Uh, Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley. Well, yeah, didn't quite fit the theme with anime learning Japanese, but also Stardew Valley. Uh, but you know, there's some good endorsements. Um, well, they have Japanese names uh, for their chickens, so you know. oh, true. That's true. That's true. Uh, my, my little other... my little chicken named Saku. You know. <laughs> uh, any other uh, stuff before we get out of here? I think I think that's a wrap. Okay. Well, yeah. if if you. If you listening right now have some stuff for us, you can email us at goodgamespodcast. Oh, oh, oh nope, it's goodgamescast. Just goodgamescast without pod, no pod. Goodgamescast at gmail.com. Uh, Who write us. Who has an iPod anymore? What? Who has oh, an iPod anymore? That's true. Should we just call this? Oh, we yeah, we're Good Games Cast. Should we just drop pod? Should we just be the Good Games Cast? You probably should. Yeah. All right. All right. Wow. That's another endorsement. Brand new show. Good Games Cast. We're rebranding. Here we go. Episode one next week. Let's go. Good Games Cast. Uh, Relaunch, rebranding. None of this is happening. Uh, (laughs) But you should email us at goodgamescast at gmail.com with recommendations for what we should call our podcast. Uh, Or uh, ideas for games you'd like to hear us talk about. Uh, or you know, or you can tell, tell us, us how much we suck. Yeah, tell us how much we suck. How bad we are. Tell I would love to hear are. from people about how bad we suck. I, that's one of my. That would favorite be great. Pastimes. Please, please yeah. do that. Or you could tell us if we're good. Or you can tell us if we have nice, sexy voices. That's good, mm. right? Mm. All right. Well, I think this podcast has completely crashed off the rails. So uh, right. let's end yeah, this. Let's call it. Let's end this. Uh, so, for the Good Games podcast, I watashi wa nomaira Jameso desu. Jump higher, onomaira Leo. Yo soy Juan. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. See ya. Jamata. Adios. <laughs>